there has been no institutional attempt on the part of the financial sector regulators to improve the quality of credit information of the MSME sector and the rooftop solar if we talk of distributed the roofs are not only the MSME industries it is schools it is public halls it is marriage function halls it could be cold storages it could be temples the ability of the financial information over there becomes pretty difficult there is a need for an institutional intervention over there through let's say the agencies which do credit information they should be able to provide or there can be a mechanism by which credit information is captured for lack of such information financing becomes difficult it is not the lack of quantity of finance it is not a finance magnitude shortfall it is informational bankability shortfall how was jubha purkayasta india director at the climate policy initiative and this is the power for all podcast a forum for leaders working to end energy poverty i'm your host divya kotadia At CPI, Dhruva leads the team in developing innovative finance and policy solutions in support of the government's renewable energy and green growth plans. He's also the director of US India Clean Energy Finance. Our topic of conversation today is around CPI's recent report, The Future of Distributed Renewable Energy in India. Of course, Dhruva is one of the authors. The report outlines the benefits and market potential of India's dairy sector, examines the current policy and institutional landscape, and provides tailored recommendations for various stakeholders. Ruba has over 25 years of experience in management consulting, investment banking, penetrating and international development financing in Asian countries. He has previously worked with the International Finance Corporation, the World Bank and ICRA Limited. Welcome to Ruba. Thank you. Great. So just to start off with um you know we all know India has ambitious renewable energy targets and while there has been some progress so far Uh, the focus for most of these government initiatives in this area has been largely around grid scale solar um your report says that we need an increase in distributed renewable energy projects because of their potential to scale but this can only be achieved by a more favorable regulatory and policy environment so can you talk a little bit about this like what are the current barriers or challenges and what would favorable regulations and policies look like thank you for your question uh, just to start off i think you are right in saying that while india Uh, has been adding renewable energy at large scale they have been primarily the grid connected ones which have been doing pretty well and india is on track as far as renewable energy capacity additions is concerned however if you actually look at when it all started 5 years ago the policy targets did have 40 gigawatt of distributed renewable energy which while uh, started off pretty well in terms of enabling policy and regulation uh, over the years the incremental capacities that have been created in distributed renewable energy have been stagnating or rather the delta the increment has been decreasing and it has kind of reached somewhere between 6 to 7 gigawatt now or maybe somewhere around that number whereas the large scale renewable energy is pretty much on track to achieve india's status stated goals uh, the reason we believe that distributed renewable energy needs to be scaled up is basically because 
the potential for distributed renewable energy in India is pretty large. It's if you go by the potential, it's 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 huge actually. Uh, in terms of if you actually look at across cities and states, particularly in distributed solar with a high amount of radiation, the extent to which distributed renewable energy can be created, can be created from a potential point of view is way, way larger, possibly 10x of 40 gigawatt. But somehow over the years, policy, I would rather say more regulation, has not been very supportive and has progressively changed specifically with respect to rooftop solar, which is in terms of what is technically called net metering. The possibilities of net metering has gradually been curtailed. By curtailed, I mean it is uh, an approach which has been taken that net metering where a generation were to be possible at the consumption level and netted off with electricity consumed from the grid, those possibilities are gradually waning out in different states. Electricity regulation being a concurrent subject, the regulators are at the state level and therefore each state does come up with its specific regulation. Now, with this kind of a situation, we do not see distributed renewable energy scaling up to even achieve a fraction of its potential. The need, therefore, is to allow renewable energy to flourish at a distributed level also, whereas the grid connected one can enable India's significant part of energy transition on the consumption side. It is important that distributed renewable energy, where generation is happening close to the point of consumption, and therefore the losses, both commercial and technical, would be low. It is extremely important that these smaller projects, businesses, consumers, whoever is able to generate electricity, whether it is by use of solar which is the primary source of distributed renewable energy, but that's not the only source. There is uh, other sources of renewable energy which can get distributed, particularly hydro. And all of this would contribute significantly to a more balanced energy transition in India. So your report also talks about this huge market potential for uh, India's DRE sector, and which remains currently unrealized. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with um, the policy environment, and you just talked about a li little bit about that. But tied quite closely with that is the availability of financing as well. Um, and your report says that by 2024, India would need an increase uh, in investment that is 10 times more than uh, what, it, what it's currently at. Um, so what have been some of the barriers in making this happen? Let me address this question in a, in a slightly circular manner. You know, finance comes into play when there is an economic activity. If you are constraining economic activity from happening, which is the generation part. See, from an application, there is a wide range of distributed energy application that is possible. Now, in the whole course of this transition that we are talking about, there is distributed charging stations possible. 
distributed electricity for e-mobility possible, distributed energy, electricity. When I mean distributed, I mean distributed renewable for solar pumps, distributed renewable for rural productive applications. So you have, it's not only electricity access. What we talk about electricity access, access often takes the, uh, I would say, hogs the limelight in terms of access. But let's understand that India has improved access by hundreds of millions in the last five years in terms of connectivity. Uh, We can talk separately or whether electricity supply is adequate or the quality is good. But when you have these applications which is possible without electricity coming from the grid, there is a need for such demand for finance to be created out of entrepreneurship and the private sector which wants to develop these applications. To give you a simple economic logic, let's say an industry in India, and I talk of India's employment because uh, 80% or more of India's employment is in the MSME sector. I'm talking of formal and informal included. India's formal employment is pretty low, let's say about 12 to 15% of the total employment is formal. So if you are looking at the MSME sector across the board, it is eminently possible and easily possible that all these MSME industries use solar, use solar for a part of their energy consumption. And this is a significant point of saying that once I have these business models in place, economically profitable business models. Now, what is getting constrained? Uh, MSME industry tends to consume electricity at 12 to 13 rupees per kilowatt hour, 10 to 12, let's put it. It is possible to generate solar at 5 to 6 per, per kilowatt hour per unit of electricity. And so the differential is huge. The differential is massive. This massive difference, and this after factoring in economic returns for private capital. But if this is not allowed to be done, allowed is a regulatory environment. Allowed is a policy followed by a regulatory environment and the institutional architecture which exists in each state. Then what happens is these business models do not flourish. Those investments do not happen the entrepreneurship tends to shift somewhere towards the large scale. And you would see by the players in distributed renewable energy, even they have gradually moved on from being able to create entrepreneurship in 300 Indian cities. India has about 101 million plus population cities where this entrepreneurship was was charged, was significant. But all that entrepreneurship has gradually gradually shrunk over the years and it's now back to those clustered set of large RE developers who are also doing distributed. But they are distributing and this leads me to the issue of finance. So what's the problem in financing? One, the business model. If you let the business model flourish, the finance will follow. But even if finance needs to follow, there are issues and constraints to access to finance. One is they are smaller ticket sizes. So therefore, the transaction costs of doing them 
definitely for the first time for any financing is higher. That is exactly where US ISFR program comes in to defray these transactions or reduce these transaction costs. And we have been very successful in scaling up, frankly, the, the distributed renewable energy just created by this one program is of the order of 300 megawatt, which is significant from one program's, uh, one small program's point of view. The second issue in uh, access to finances, when we talk of the off-taker, we are talking about institutions, we are talking about MSMEs, we are not really talking about large organized corporate or public sector. Credit information around them is scarce. And there has been no institutional attempt on the part of the financial sector regulators to improve the quality of credit information of the MSME sector. And the rooftop solar, if we talk of distributed, the roofs are not only the MSME industries. It is schools, it is public halls, it is marriage function halls, it could be cold storages, it could be temples. So the ability of the financial information over there becomes pretty difficult. There is a need for need for an institutional intervention over there through, let's say, the agencies which do credit information agencies. There are four of them in India, credit information companies as it is called. They should be able to provide or there can be a mechanism by which credit information is captured so this is point number two so then for lack of such information financing becomes difficult it is not the lack of quantity of finance so i want to make it clear that it is not a finance magnitude shortfall it is let me put it that way informational bankability shortfall that's, that's how I would like to put it. The third issue which comes in over here is what Indian lending and any business that needs to be done needs to be done on debt. Business does not work on your own money or on equity. So when you come to the lending profile in India, there is a need for quote-unquote collateral, either primary or additional collateral. So if we are not able to collateralize a solar asset, and there are collateral registries in India, they do exist, both movable and immovable collateral registries do exist. So if this is not taken, this is not what a market can solve. This is something where there needs to be a public intervention to be able to solve the information asymmetry, informational failures around this, which will enable financing to happen. And finally, I would also talk about the need for credit enhancements or credit guarantees, which will also go a long way in solving these issues, which are presently not there. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so what's the way forward? I mean, what should be the priorities for the central and state governments, the private sector and the wider ecosystem of players and more so now in the context of COVID recovery, um, you know, we know that DRE has a lot of potential in creating jobs and enhancing economic activity and also supporting other development goals. So what should be the priorities for the government and the sector as a whole? Post-COVID, there has been a reverse migration. That's an important point to be noted. 
in COVID and post COVID or within COVID. We don't know how and when it will become post COVID, but there has been a reverse migration. By that I mean there is a need for the non farm economy to pick up. Your ability in India to be resilient is also dependent on the contribution from the non-farm economy, which is pretty low. And by non-farm, I mean non-agriculture, but in rural. So the economic activity in the non-farm sector can be significantly driven by distributed renewable energy. To just give you examples of, to clarify, I mean, this looks to be a technical term, but think of processing foods, processing wheat, this milling, chaffing, grains. Uh, kind of uh, activity or oil seeds you talk of farm produce which does not go to the next level of processing because there is lack of electricity lack of steady supply of electricity from the grid and the non-farm economy whether it is even on peripheral activities like stitching tailoring packing it can involve a large number of economic activities which then would actually spur growth. Now, these all applications, including solar pumps, including irrigation, all of this would be very useful to be done on clean energy. So now if, if we can create clean energy in a distributed manner, there are choices. If the government wants to exercise a choice of making public sector do it, from an economic point of view, that's also fine. But we don't find such initiatives. There have been some of them, which is like solarization of agriculture pumps and shifts around that. There have been, uh, there have been some programs. But letting entrepreneurship work over there with a little bit of support, I would say... Uh, Let's put it this way, an incubation or a technology support, some kind of a public scheme which basically supports entrepreneurs as long as they are not in urban areas would go a long way. That is one, which surely requires a public intervention here in that manner. Now, in order to recommend that the shift that has happened in rooftop solar pricing and net metering, which has made the shift away from uh, what is called a OPEX model where there is a PPA power purchase agreement with the off-taker or the consumer to going to what is technically called a gross metering method which is the utility buying out whatever you generate electricity at the local level. Utility does face some technical problems over there because the utility beyond a point cannot accept infirm renewable power, so there are storage investments need to be done. And more importantly, the regulation needs to price electricity at the cost to serve or the cost of service at that point. By pricing the purchase of electricity at an average price, the business models will not remain viable. In order to explain this better, it actually costs the grid on an average, it may actually cost the grid much more than at what price it buys the electricity over there. If you actually look at data on cost of service, it just may be around 10 to 15 rupees where a rural connected 
point needs to be served. Now, if somebody generates over there, and if you are going to pay him three rupees or two and a half rupees, which is fine for the large scale power, then those business models, which are small, maybe micro, they do not remain viable. So there has to be a change in the approach to setting regulatory tariffs for distributed renewable energy. So that is point number two in what needs to be done. Third is to let technology uh, be used uh, independent of trying to interfere in what technology is getting on and not trying to cap pricing based on a technology. It is to let technology and markets function which they would over a period of time and not intervene in areas where such intervention by the public sector and I mean government is not required. Great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, Dhruva, thank you so much uh, for joining us and for sharing your insights and for the tremendous work that CPI is doing in the sector. Uh, I believe the report is available for download at uh, on your website, right? Climate Policy Initiative.org? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I would urge our listeners to go through that in more detail. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. A reminder that you can find a wealth of sector news, data, and analysis on our website, powerforall.org, and our platform for energy access knowledge, Peak. If you wish to support our work, you can also make a donation via our homepage. Speak to you soon on the next episode of Power for All.